All right, guys, welcome back to the Business Shift podcast. Very excited because we have Parker Stewart joining us on the show today. Parker is the proud founder and creative director of Elysio Creative, a social media and digital marketing agency specializing in helping small business owners and startup companies create an attractive online presence to entice their ideal audience. I love this because I think too many people are way too broad with their ideal client and everything. Uh, so I'm excited to bring him on. Parker made the shift from solopreneur to business owner last summer when he rebranded and restructured his business. This led him to stop seeing his business as less of a small business slash project and more of a full-fledged agency and company he is very proud of. So we're going to go ahead, cue the intro, and then we'll bring him on. Welcome to The Business Shift, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who are focused on making the shift to business owners. We talk about what it takes to build and grow a thriving digital empire and the transition required as you grow. This is a shift I chose to make in my own business, your client success, and one you'll want to consider making as you grow from solopreneur to business owner. Please share and enjoy. All right, Parker, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Elena. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, I'm so excited um, to have you on. So I wanted to start off with the question that this podcast was really founded on, which is, mm -hmm. do you think that there's a difference between a solopreneur and a business owner? And if so, what is that difference? Oh, man, what a really good question. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think there's a difference just Ooh. because... I think that even if a business owner is one person, I think that they could very well be a solopreneur. I think the difference really comes in if there does have to be a difference. I think it really comes in with mindset. Mm -hmm. And I think that people who are solopreneurs come in with that mindset of, oh, I'm just a one man's show. Like, this is just my business. Like, this is my passion, whatever. Like, this is me and mine. Versus yeah. business owners come in with that point of view of growth. So I think that if there has to be a difference, it comes in with mindset. But I think that somebody who is a solopreneur, if they have the right mindset, they could very well be a business owner. Got it. Okay. So then did you start your business as a solopreneur? And if so, what did that look like for you? I did actually. Yeah. When I first started doing like digital marketing and design, yeah. it was actually during the COVID pandemic. And yeah, at that point, I kind of felt like I was a solopreneur because I was trying to figure out the best business name and the best business right. systems and just trying to make everything come together and come to life. So I definitely felt like I was a solopreneur because I didn't have the systems and I didn't have, you know, the KPIs and I didn't have all the things that I needed. And then, yeah, I think once I started really, not that I didn't take it seriously before, but once I really started approaching it from the point of view of this isn't a passion project anymore, this isn't like I'm making my dream come true and I'm <laughs> manifesting. And once it became more of like, this is for real, like this right. is my life, this is my business, this is my money maker, this is my job. And yeah. I started feeling like such. I think that's really when the transition began happening. Yeah. So what were some of those key actions that you took to make that transition from, okay, it's no longer just a, a side project. This is now like a full thing. Like what were some of those actions that got you to that point? I think honestly, the secret ingredient, it was my mindset. You know what I mean? I think I was approaching it more from the point of view of like, oh, I'm building a business and I'm making my dream come true. And then once I had everything I needed, 
uh, I realized my mindset wasn't on point. And that was the last like key element that I was missing. And once the mindset element came together, that's when I realized like, I'm not just creating a business. I own a company now. And I think having that mindset of like, okay, like this isn't just a hobby. This isn't just like a cute little entrepreneurial project. Like this is, this is real life. And I think once clients started coming in and it was more than just, you know, side projects here and there, like once it was more consistent and once I actually had job to do and people relying on me and like meetings to attend and invoices to cover, like, you know, little things like that. It's really when I started thinking, dang, this is this is a company like this is this is real life. Um, So I think, yeah, last summer you said it best, you know, last summer really is when the transition began happening. I started seeing like what I need to do and what I need to focus on because I had a focus and then I had to transition into it. But once this new focus came into fruition, you know, my mindset was already on point. The focus was there. It just yeah, it just all came together almost instantly. I noticed that a lot of times in my life, a lot of things happen instantly and I'm not ready for it. You know what I mean? It's kind of like most people are like they can transition into like, I'm ready for it. Like I worked up to this point. Now it's going to happen. Kind of like when you're playing a video game, it's like you keep playing and playing and then, oh, you beat the boss. Now you're on to the next level and you recognize that. For me, there's no steps. There's no ladder. There's no boss level. It's kind of just like I wake up oh, I slayed the dragon and now I'm in the castle. Like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. I love that. I love that metaphor because I definitely, I definitely have felt that before too, where it's a little Mm -hmm. bit like the process. There was definitely a process leading up to that point, but you sometimes didn't, didn't recognize that it was happening. Mm -hmm. And I I feel like I've been there a couple of times. So with the mindset, because I, I feel that this is, I think that this is one of the hardest things for people is that they go, okay, yeah, just that mindset shift. But what, what was really that process for you? Like that of going through and actively changing, was it the thoughts that you started to tell yourself? Um, Because I see a lot of people say, yeah, I just need to change my mindset, but then it never happens. So how did you bridge that gap from going, okay, this is just something that I think I need to be to, okay, this is actually something that I am. Hmm, that's a really good question. I think it really came in. Um, I, I got to give my business coaches, Nick and Fernando, all the props for this because they're the ones that really woke it up for me. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think when I would first met Fernando, I was telling him what I am. I was like, oh, I do social media marketing and digital marketing. And apparently I didn't even notice this about myself, but he was like, you are so just down about your business. Like whenever you talk about it, mm-hmm. it's like you're just negative about it. He's like, you're just, you just have this look of, oh, I guess I'm a social media professional. And like, you know what I mean? Like you just have this down energy about it. He's like, us as entrepreneurs, like that is the greatest gift. We get to wake up and do what we love and we get to enjoy what we do every single day. You know, don't you love social media? I was like, yeah, I do. And I know so much about it because I, you know, took marketing classes. If you love it so much, why don't you act like you love it? Like, why do you act like Mm -hmm. it makes you upset? And I started thinking like, you know, I do love what I do and it's a privilege that I get to do what I do. And he's like, you know, treat it like it's a gift because it is. He's like, the gift that keeps on giving is you appreciating what it is you're doing because other people have not waken up their passions yet. And I think Mm -hmm. it was me starting to realize, yeah, like this is this is an amazing opportunity. Not everybody can you know, wake up and work on their business and not everybody took the leap that I took. And, you know, I mean, it's just little moments of gratitude like that here and there kind of made me realize like, wow, like I did that. Like, this is, this is my life now. You know what I mean? So 
I think the biggest thing was really just recognizing gratitude. And that's something yeah. that I, I've done in my life before having my business, but I think now more than ever, realizing that, you know, the dream is coming true and realizing that I'm on the precipice of something amazing almost every single day. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy. So gratitude, gratitude of attitude is what it's all about. <laughs> I love that. And it made me think of this quote that I heard one time that said, uh, rather than asking what the world needs, ask yourself what you need to come alive because the world needs more people who've come alive. For sure. And just hearing that was like, oh, that's, I, I get that. Like looking at it and going, okay, I put myself in this situation that I'm currently am in. And mm -hmm. that's where I've decided to be. Am I okay with that? And if not, I can change that and I can move towards a different, a different place. So I, I love that you share that. Um, where would you say you are with your business now? Like what does your business now look like now compared to when you were operating as like uh, looking at it, like it was a side project? Oh man. Well, when I looked at it like a side project, it was really just guessing, right? There was yeah. a lot of guessing and experimenting. And I mean, I like being scientific. Sometimes I like experimenting and kind of this doesn't work. Oh, let me try this. You know what I mean? Like I enjoyed that side of things, but now I feel like there's no more guessing. Now I know what works. Now I know what I'm capable of. I know exactly how I design. I know exactly how long it takes me. I know exactly how to communicate. Like everything that I was once trying so hard to master and trying to figure out, it just comes to me so fluidly. Like I don't, again, like most people, it's like, oh, what did I say last time? It was so brilliant. It's just, it's up here. You know what I mean? I can just yeah. say it without thinking about it. You know what I mean? That's why like the statement that you echoed about Alicia Creative, you know, I help small businesses create an attractive presence to entice their ideal audiences online. That is something I had to like, oh, what did I say? Like I had to look through my notes, but now I could just say it like it's my last name. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's just no more guesswork and no more like, you know, telling myself like, oh, I hope this works. And you know, this is my dream. Like I needed to work. And now it's more like it is working. I just got to keep it going. It's kind of like feeding the machine oil. Like I got to keep giving it oil to keep going and less of I'm building the machine. I hope it runs. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So would you say you got to that point because of time, um, just doing it over and over and over again, or was there something specific that you did to get you to that point where you're like, oh yeah, I don't need to read the paper anymore to tell people what my business is about, or I don't need to like worry about what I'm offering to people. I already know. I know the time. Did that, did that just take time or, or what did that require of you? It took a lot of time for sure. A lot of, I don't want to say memorization, but it took a lot of tweaking and time to make sure yeah. that what I say is what I mean. Cause I'm not the type of person that, I don't just say anything if I don't mean it. Like what I yeah. say is what I mean. And so it took a lot of time to really make sure that if I'm going to say something that it's correct. And right. also it was just getting, you know, confidence and just really making sure that what I'm going to say is going to stick. And, you know, most people like they, they can't stand tall in their convictions, right? Most people can't say, this is who I am with a bold chest, right? Most of the time people say, this is what I am. And then they cower because it's like, oh my God, did I just say yeah. that? Right. And for me, it wasn't ever like I was scared, but it was more like I need to make sure that what I'm saying is going to stand the test of time and make sure that it's what I mean and make sure it's what I want. So really yeah. memorization, but also, like I said, just confidence. You know, I had to make sure mm -hmm. that I was keeping it real. So Yeah.
Yeah. Okay. So why did you start the business that you're doing now? Like what, what started it all? Why did you choose to help people like really attract their ideal clients? Why the name, uh, just why the business that you have? Oh, good question. Um, well, I started Alicio because I love small businesses. You know what I mean? Yeah. I grew up in a household of entrepreneurs. You know, my mom had her own business. My grandfather had his own business. My aunt, my uncle, oh, wow. like, so, so you were around people. it, like surrounded yeah. by it. Yeah. So many people, man, just had businesses in my family. And it really inspired me to want to do the same. I wasn't sure what industry I wanted to be in, but I remember when I was like 13, I looked at my mom and I was like, I, I want to do what you do. Like, I want to be an entrepreneur too. And she, you know, said like, what kind of business do you want to run? And at first it was, you know, I wanted to do tattoo flash for tattoo shops because I am an artist. That's kind of the other way how my business got started. I yeah. was an artist before I ever touched my computer. So, yeah. you know, I wanted to sell tattoo flash sheets to tattoo shops. That was kind of mm. what I wanted to do. And yeah, she helped me settle on a name and she gave me my first Etsy shop for, I think it was my birthday or Christmas and really kind of said like, okay, this is how you do it, right? Like this is the steps you need to take. And I remember I took it really seriously. I mean, I didn't, you know, make crazy sales or anything, but it really kind of was my first spark. And yeah, going through high school, you know, most people are like, I don't really know what I want to do and that kind of thing. When yeah. I was in high school, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I knew exactly I wanted to be an entrepreneur and it kind of changed. I mean, sometimes I was like, oh, I'm going to own my own skate shop and I'm going to have my own apparel brand. And like, it was always all over the map. I mean, I'm one of those people that it's like shiny objects and you're like, Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Ooh, but that. yeah. You know what I mean, like I, <laughs> I was always changing, but the entrepreneurial spirit of like, I'm not going to be anybody's boss, but my own, mm -hmm. or I'm not going to listen to anybody but me that, that never changed. Um, yeah. And then when I graduated high school, you know, I took some business classes when I was in college to kind of really understand how to run a business correctly and understand economics, you know, supply and demand and equilibrium and all those fun words <laughs> that I know so well. Um, and yeah, it just, it never left me. And I think in 2020, early 2020, before the COVID pandemic really ramped up, I had this epiphany that I still wanted to tattoo, but I wanted to also learn design. I was like, I don't know why. I just had this desire of like, yeah. I want to create logos and I want to be a marketing expert as well. And again, right. I just, overnight I just woke up and that was my thing. And uh, the pandemic really started and uh, I worked in a restaurant, but I was able to stay home, which was nice. And that really mm -hmm. kind of gave me the chance, like, well, no time, but now, now I need to learn what I said. Right I now there. you have so much time to do it. <laughs> exactly. It, it was going to be that I was going to go back to school and do it. But now I'm like, no, you know what? I've always done good teaching myself. So let me teach myself. Yeah. So I was learning how to design logos and learning like the principles of design, you know, like hierarchy and the rule of three and things of that nature. And yeah. it was interesting because as I was learning and I was trying to figure out, okay, now what do I need to do to kind of get out there? I yeah. saw this ad on Facebook that this lady created to, she's like, you know, if you're struggling to find consistent clients for your design business, like let's talk. And yeah. at first I was a little sketched out by it because I was like, you know, you get these gurus all the time. That's like, I'm going to make you all this money and just enroll in my program. And you're like, hold on a second. Up, you know what I mean? Like I kind of, yeah, it with raised eyebrows, but what I kind of liked is I filled out her form and she reached out to me. Her name's Lauren. She reached out to me. And was like, you, uh, this is the program and I feel like you'd be a good fit. Can you tell me a little bit about you? So I told her my life story. I was like, you know, I 
was an artist growing up and now I'm trying to get into the field of design and yeah, she really enjoyed talking with me and I enjoyed talking with her. So I enrolled in her program and it was really interesting because we were the only class that she actually did that program live for. Now she still does the program, wow. but she pre-recorded it while she was with us. Yeah. And now like people only watch modules. They don't get her live and in person like this. So that was really special. And yeah, Lauren kind of taught us from her own perspective of like how to create a design business and how to do it correctly. And I mean, man, she covered everything from like principles of like building the business, to like doing the market research and, you know, finding wow, out yeah. your ideal client and like all the nitty gritty things that I wasn't even thinking about. I was like, Oh, what's, yeah. what's market research and what's that, you know? So yeah. Lauren really awakened that in me, which was really special. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, at first I knew that I wanted to do logo designs for bands and like musicians and that changed very quickly because nobody's doing live music during a pandemic, right? <laughs> so right. That was kind of like, why did I think about that? Now I look back at myself like, am I serious? Why did I do that? But neither here nor there. I mean, we all learn, right? We're here now, so. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So change that up and that kind of sucked, but it's okay. I mean, I'm here now and everything's yeah. great. Um, so I, then I transitioned into doing social media cause I realized that social media was very prevalent for my new niche, which was real estate. Right. And I had this research grid and I should have followed it again. Hindsight's 2020. I should have followed it, but I was, you know, shiny object syndrome. I'm like, I would rather do this instead mm -hmm. instead of listen to my research grid. Oh, well, could have, would have, should have. I did eventually. <laughs> Just took <laughs> um, a second. Yeah. It took, it took a while, but I figured it out. Um, and when I went back to that research grid, I figured out, okay, social media is in demand and it's only getting crazier. So social media is, um, and I started doing it for real estate professionals and I did really good with it, but what they really needed was Facebook ads because Facebook ads is what got them leads and that sort of thing. So I ran Facebook ads for realtors, got them tons of leads and did really good. Well, then nice. they changed their ad policy. So Facebook, it used to be you could, you know, create an ad for, let's say, 14 days yeah. and it would be 150 bucks lump sum fee for the ad. And I was really into that. Everything was great. Well, then they changed that ad policy and I'm like, well, what am I going to do now? And right. I was like, I can't guarantee leads other than that. So yeah. I had to disband the real estate niche and disband my ads agency because I'm like, I don't want to charge a client so much money for just a short amount of time. Because now instead of, you know, 14 days and $150, now it's $70 times seven days. So 490 bucks plus my service fee. I'm like, no, I wouldn't yeah. want to, why would I require a client to pay that? Right. Right. Yeah. So I connected with one of my friends who she was also a real estate client of mine. I ran ads for her and her fiance. They had a joint venture and we were really doing really good. And we had to disband because again, like I just was like, I can't in good conscience offer this to you for this price. Like that's not fair. right. Yeah. So I, I hit her up cause she was also very creative herself, which was really cool. And yeah. I was like, you know, I need to change. Like, what do I do? And she really kind of took me yeah. by the hand. It was like, you should do small businesses and startup companies and you should do social media again. And like, this mm -hmm. is really your focus. And I was like, mm, you got a good point. And she's like, are you going to still do Aspire Studio, which was my old business name? Are you still going to be Aspire? I was like, honestly, I think I'm done with that too. I think I need to just change all together. Right. She was like, so what do you want your name to be? And I was like, I don't know, any ideas? <laughs> and so 
she and I went back and forth and she sent me all these really cool names. And one of them was Elevate. It was going to okay. be Elevate Marketing. And I was really into that. And then Elevate Marketing, unfortunately, was taken. So I was uh -huh. like, what if I dabble and do it in a different language? So I did Ooh. Latin and it was Elevare, which was really cool. But that was taken too. I'm like, crap. Uh, what? Like, Key words, like, what do you want people to know like when they work with you? I was like, that's a yeah. good question. I was like, I really want to help people stand out. I really want to help people, you know, look good online. I want them to become the niche authority. Like that's yeah. that's the biggest, biggest goal. Cause any right. small business, that's what they should have. Yeah. And she's like, so attractive, stand out, you know, like niche authority. That's what you're about. I was like, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I'm all about. So she's like, what if you called yourself attractive marketing? And I was like, mm, it doesn't really ring. I, I, I'm back and forth about it. She's like, yeah. well, you like have to do it in Latin. I was like, well, I don't have to, but it would be cool. <laughs> yeah, it'd, it'd be better. <laughs> right. It'd be kind of more attractive, funny enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I started looking up, how do you say attractive in Latin? And the way you say attractive in Latin is actually audicio. And mm. I was like, mm, mm, I kind of like the way that's going. So then I started thinking of synonyms for attractive. So attractive, enticing, alluring, hypnotic, yeah. like just all these words started coming together. So I was like, okay, how do you say attractive, enticing, and alluring in Latin? Because usually in Latin, you have like one word and it means different things because, right. you know, like one word is the root of all, of all things. Yep. So when I looked up attractive, enticing, and alluring in Latin, it came back with Alicia. And I was like, hmm. There's my name. That's <laughs> my name. And I liked it because Alessio, so it's Latin, but it's actually Italian. Uh, and my okay. family comes from Italian or Italy as well. So I was like, you know what? This is cool. I'm into this. So I ran it through Selena, who I uh, was uh, brainstorming with. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I really like Alessio. That sounds exotic. And I was like, you, right? You're like, that's like, the point. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, oh, okay. So I thought, okay, Alessio Studio. Alicia marketing. Yeah. And then she's like, well, didn't you want to do more than just um, social media? Like you want to dabble in like logo mm -hmm. design and web design. Like you want to be a full fledged agency. I was like, yeah. Right. She's like, what if you said like Alicia corporation? And I was like, mm. Mm, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, that sounds too professional. It does. Doesn't it? Like, I don't mind being professional, but I was like, mm, it's not my kind. Of, that's not my cup of tea. Right. And then I woke, I went to bed. I get my best ideas when I'm sleeping, which is weird because I'm supposed to be sleeping, but it comes in my brain. And my brain. So inconvenient. Alicia Creative. And I was like, that's my name. That's, that's very name. cool. So, yeah, Alicia is Latin for attractive, enticing, and alluring. And it took me a while to get to that statement that we mentioned. But yeah, I use it in my statement. So, Alicia Creative is committed to helping small business owners and small business owners and startup companies create an attractive online presence to entice their ideal audience. Mm. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, Lots that's amazing. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So Selena and I came up with that together and I was very happy with it. And because she was so instrumental in helping me out, I was like, do you want to be my business partner? Yeah. And she was like, yeah. So we created Alicio together and we ran really well together for about two or three months. Yeah. And then she went in a different direction. She kind of decided she wanted to pursue real estate more. 
So of course I was like, you know, I support you, you know, in all your endeavors, you know, I'm going to continue yeah. doing Alicio, but thank you for all the help that you helped me to set this business right. up. So yeah, after Selena left, I mean, it, it kind of took a toll out of me because I didn't, I appreciated her so much and I yeah. appreciated all the work that she put in um, to help me get to this point. But I realized like at the end of the day, I'm the one that took the investment to build my business. I'm the one that really made this change. And, you know, it all started with me. I mean, I love her, but it all started with me. Right. So I need to pursue that. And yeah. so I continued doing Alicia by myself and here I am. <laughs> Amazing. Later. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So, so that you said six months later, so is it still just you or do you have a team? What does that look like and how does your business operate now? Yeah, now it's mainly just me. I mean, I'm yeah. the one that creates all the social media posts and I'm the one yeah. that communicates to all of my clients and manages right. my invoices and that sort of thing. I do have an appointment setter named Milan who I just nice. hired actually last week. Um, and How's yeah, that been? How's that training process been for you? It's been interesting. I mean, we just started. So it's yeah. kind of making sure that he's sending the right messaging and making right. sure that the right people are coming through because, you know, not every appointment is going to be qualified and it's not really yeah. their fault. It just is what it is. Yeah. So it's been interesting. You know, I've never really had an employee do that for me before. So that's right. new for me as well. But yeah, other than that, it's just me, myself and I just. Yeah. And do you like it that way? Or do you see yourself either ever bringing on more people to help you with that creative design? Or do you really like to be the hands-on person for that? Yeah. You know, kind of a mix of both. I do yeah. like to be hands-on and I kind of like to, you know, design as much as I can and be creative yeah. and kind of come up with the ideas because I'm my best when I'm creative and I'm kind of brainstorming what I can do for clients. But at the right. same time, I do recognize that, Alicio, and see, I mentioned being on the precipice of so many things earlier, but I do recognize now in this stage of my life that Alicio Creative is about to evolve to even more. And mm -hmm. I know that with Milan being the appointment setter and just lead generation methods coming up daily, yeah, I'm like, okay, if he's going to keep giving me appointments, I need to be there for those. So right. I plan on it. Yeah. Eventually hiring a talented team of designers that would take care of the clients and um, you know, just keep it rolling. So I do eventually seeing it be a full-fledged like studio and company at one point, which I'm really excited about. And yeah. I have a feeling that if Milan keeps going the way he's going, we could get there by the end of June, which is my goal. Wow. So get to the point where you would be able to bring on, uh, bring on a team to help you with the designing of it. Is that yeah. what you mean? Yeah. Wow. That's fast. I was about to ask you, is that long-term vision? Is that like a couple of months out? It sounds like it could potentially be a couple of months out. It feel like, you know, I wanted to think about it long-term because I'm like, I know it doesn't right. happen overnight, but I just, and it's a little scary. A little scary. Like <laughs> it's going to be big really quick. And I'm like, Oh, I got to be ready for it. So time yeah. to hire some people. <laughs> right. Yeah. So what are you going to do to start that process? Uh, Cause I know a lot of people that listen to the show are looking to either get their first hire, their next hire. So what are you looking to do to start that process to bring on people who would potentially replace you in some aspect in, in the area of your working? How do you trust mm -hmm. somebody like that? And what are you thinking of doing to start that? That's a really good question. I think what I look for is somebody that 
shares the same values I do. I mean, I don't care where the person is located and how long they've been doing it. I just yeah. care that their social media posts look good, that they have a good consistent design style. You know, I mean, they don't have to be an artist like I am, but if they are, fantastic. If they're not, right. no big deal. But I do at least want to see some creativity. I don't really like when people, you know, use templates to their advantage and they don't have any creative ability. They just use right. a template and change the pictures. Because yeah. I'm like, I understand not everybody has that creative ability, but if you're going to work for Alicia, you have to. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I just want somebody who's good with clients. I mean, my biggest value is customer service and customer satisfaction and delivering an excellent customer experience every single time. Yeah. So if I get somebody who is an amazing designer, but horrible customer service experience, like they can't talk to customers or they can't, you know, have the difficult conversations of like, you know, is this working or not? And you know, the, it, nobody wants to have that tough conversation, but it takes yeah. a certain kind of person to do that. And if you can't do that, I can't really work with you. So it's really making sure that, you know, you have a good head on your shoulders, making sure that you're creatively smart and yeah, just a team player. I mean, I'm the type of person that when I work with a team, I kind of like to call them a family because yeah. I'm so close and I like to be hands-on and I like to make sure like if you have a life outside of work, you know, you don't have to share with me, but if you do, I'm honored. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I don't yeah. want it to feel like, oh, here I go, nine to five, do, 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 do. like that's not my goal. I want it to be right. like, oh, here I come, like I'm helping this business grow or I'm working for this company and I feel great working for this company. Yeah. You know, that's all I ever wanted to be. And last thing I, I always tell myself is I like saying that I'm a boss, but at the same time, when it comes to employees, I never want them to like, look at me like a boss. I never want them to be like, Oh, there's the boss or, Oh, the boss yeah. is pissed or, you know, the boss, this, the boss, that like in, you know, 1980s movies where it's like, Oh, this boss is a big corporate America man. Like, no, it's not <laughs> me. I want yeah. it to be like, yes, I'm in charge. And yes, this is my company, but you are your own person. You're an adult. You make your own choices. I don't want you to feel like, you know, oh, like, yes, boss. Like, no, no, no. Right. I'm like, you are your own adult. You know what you're capable of. So show me what you're capable of. If I have to exude discipline, then I have to do what I have to do. But yeah. I'm not the type, like, I don't crack a whip for the fun of it, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. So this has been super insightful. Um, I truly, truly appreciate your time. My last question for you before we finish up for today um, is what would you say you're struggling the most with right now in your business and how are you actively working to overcome that struggle? That's a really good one. I think the biggest struggle, honestly, is it's not even time management. It's more just like trying to like make sure that I stay committed to my clients and making sure that, yeah. you know, I keep what everybody is doing in the forefront of my mind. Cause what I've noticed is like, it could be a given Monday and like one client will say, now we're going to transition into, you know, I only want you to post this day. And then another client's like, I want you to post every day. And then another client's like, Oh, like, mm. I don't want to use green. I want to use red, like different demands. Yeah. And I want to make sure that I'm keeping those demands on, in mind. And I'm usually really, really good about balancing it, but as I grow with more appointments coming in and more clients coming in and, you know, more things to do, I don't yeah. want to lose track of like, Hey, remember I told you I was going to change to red and you put green instead. Mm -hmm. I don't want to make mistakes. Mistakes happen and I've made yeah. my fair share of them, but yeah. I don't want it to be like, 
hey, how many times I got to tell you this is what we're doing right now? Like, I want to be on top right. of it. So it's really yeah. just making sure that I'm staying up with my demands and staying up with my promises. Because like I said, I'm usually really good about it. I've never had any concerns or issues. Yeah. But sometimes I've noticed like the busier I get, like today I'm like, oh, okay, so I got this to do and I got that to do and I forgot that I had this right. going on. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I brain dumping, man. Brain dumping is life. <laughs> awesome. So that's amazing. So where can people go if they want to connect with you, if they want to learn more about what you do, um, if they potentially want you to come and help them uh, create a more attractive presence online, where can they go to find you? Ah, uh, well, you can connect with me on Facebook uh, or Instagram, both at Alicio, A-L-L-I-C-I-O Creative. Um, or if you are looking for a more intimate conversation, you can email me, aliciocreative at gmail.com. That's pretty much where all you'll get a hold of me. You can see all of my social media posts that I've done for past clients, or you can see kind of my best practices and my best advice. Um, usually, yeah, email people will email me saying like, you know, this is my name and this is what I'm looking to get, or they'll message me on any of my social media platforms. And usually when I get in touch with you and I have a conversation with you from there, I'm able to send you my calendar for a more in-depth appointment of like, okay, like what is your business? Like, what is your why? What is your goals? So yeah, email or social media works perfectly. Amazing. Hey, thank you so, so much for your time today. Is there anything else you want to add before we cue the outro? Well, I do want to say I usually leave everybody with this life, this life mantra that I have adopted since I began martial arts back in the winter. Ooh, I'm um, excited to hear what it is. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So I do a practice. I do Taekwondo and Taekwondo, of course, is ancient Korean and one of the things that my sensei told me one day when I was in class, just randomly, I was doing a combination and he looks at me and he says, that's great, go faster. And I thought I was going too slow. So I sped up and he said it again. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm going as fast as I can. What is he talking about? So I look at him and I'm like, sensei, am I going too slow? And he's like, no. And I was like, then what are you talking about? <laughs> like, so I listened, I kept going, I kept going. Finally, the end of class came and, you know, he didn't have another class afterwards. So I was able to go up to him and ask, you know, was I, was I going too slow? Like, I know you probably didn't want to put me on the spot in front of everybody. I appreciate you, but was I actually going too slow? Like, what was the concern? Cause I want to be better. And he looks at me and he says, whenever you are doing amazing, Whenever you're doing fantastic, whenever you're doing splendid, any positive adjective, whenever you are doing incredible, you could always do better. And I started really thinking about it. He's like, just think about it. I don't want to say anything more. Just think about that. And I realized that it comes from an ancient Korean proverb where whenever we're doing amazing, whenever we're doing good, we could always do better. That doesn't mean that we are horrible. It just means that, hey, you're doing amazing, but there's always another level you could cross to get even better. And then once you get to that even better part, you can still do even better and you can still do even better. Mm -hmm. So the word in Korean is paligada and paligada means go faster. So mm -hmm. I leave you and the show with paligada, go faster. Anytime you feel like you could be doing, anytime you're doing amazing, because it's likely that you are, you could always do better. So 
you're doing great. Go faster. Pali Gada. Amazing. Let's go ahead and cue that outro. Thanks for listening to The Business Shift, where we chat about no-nonsense insights and strategies to help you transform your online business into a successful empire. If you or someone you know is an online business owner and are looking to increase the retention and ascension of their programs and outsource their fulfillment, I would love to connect. You can connect with us at yourclientsuccess.com. Until next time, keep shifting your business towards success.